Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by uh, Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We're doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film, conducting a temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward, and Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. I'm good. I just had to uh, get my mind around some things in my minute that are still um, uh, <laughs> confusing. <laughs> I tried reading the script because I realized reading the script backwards is really throwing me through a loop, <laughs> especially when I start realizing there are things in the script that aren't in the movie. And that, that was just... Uh... <laughs> when you have your morning coffee in the morning inverted, are you just spitting into a cup? <laughs> <laughs> and becoming more and more tired and lethargic as I do. <laughs> Well, no, no, you would, you'd be coming more and more awake as the day goes on, right? <laughs> no, no. Well, the day is going in reverse. It's turning into night. It's twilight. It's yeah. the twilight of my world, which is the dawn of your world. Right. Yeah. And there are, there are no friends <laughs> at dusk. <laughs> There's no coffee either. It's like, <laughs> it gets unbrewed. It's like. <laughs> All right. Well. Today, I am covering uh, minute 1921 to 2021. Last week, we left off where our protagonist and Neil finally meet for the first time uh, at the the Mumbai Yacht Club. Uh, And uh, last week, like it was almost the entirety of that conversation, actually. There's only one more line that we didn't cover in that minute. uh, And I'm ready to jump into it if you are. Yeah, I would. I would just like to state that I like how we're we're treating this podcast with like a morning show talk show kind of back and forth just about the mechanics of tenant uh, <laughs> of, of inverting yourself. Like, how was your morning? Oh, well. <laughs> Listen, there's lots that need like this is not a normal world, right? So we yeah. have to we have to dive in deep to really understand the mechanics of uh, you know, your morning coffee. And, yeah. your af- and your afternoon dump, <laughs> and we and we don't and we don't know what the audience is doing. Are they are they inverted or the other? You know what? Are they on the red team or the blue team? We got to play to both uh, demographics. That's that's true. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we left off at ni- uh, nineteen twenty one last week uh, with uh, the bungee jumpable line. Uh, the protagonist says, is bungee jumpable a word? Neil says, uh, I don't know if it's a word, but it might be our only play- way out of there. And then he says, or into it into for that it. matter. <laughs> and then you get the puzzled look from the protagonist. Like, what is <laughs> happening right now? Um, and that's it. That's That That brings us to 1929. Uh, we break the scene. We have a new scene. We're looking at the skyline of Mumbai at... at uh, at dusk, uh, if you will, uh, we're actually specifically looking at the the apartment of Sanjay uh, from the sky. And then uh, at 1935, we cut and we look at the building from the bottom, from the street, mm-hmm. looking up at that 
very guarded, uh, looks like two floors of apartment building that he has. Uh, and then at 1937, we cut again to the protagonist and Neil on a rooftop. Uh, the protagonist takes off his jacket and he's wearing some funky looking harness. Um, maybe that's like a real thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, is that I've what... never seen this kind of stunt before. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I've seen every encapsulation of, <laughs> of what, yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> So yeah, he's wearing the funky harness. Neil is rummaging through a duffel bag. He throws something to the protagonist. Uh, then we take a quick look at the ground, the street level view, and we can see there are armed guards uh, at the street level to the apartment. So uh, they're right to be doing this from the rooftop of an adjacent building because they couldn't even get in from the ground level. This is a well-armed uh, building. Uh, anyway, so then... Um, the protagonist is like using some, you know, bungee cord to set up a slingshot looking thing between these two metal poles, right? We're going to, we're going to slingshot up there. If you haven't figured this out yet, you've seen the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I just wanted to, <clears throat> I went on a search. I was like, is reverse bungee jumping a thing, but then realized the harness he's wearing is not for the initial jump. It's for the later jump. Uh, I'll do research into that if that's an actual thing, but all reverse bungee jumping kind of links eventually led me to those big slingshots they have at fairs and on the boardwalk that just looks stupid to me. I'd never want to do uh, that kind of thing. No, no, thank you. Um, and then Neil is uh, like, you know, nailing these things into the roof. You know, we got to make sure that we're grounded well so that we have a good, uh, a good fit before we, we slingshot <laughs> off. And then uh, get ready for uh, my new favorite dialogue in this whole movie. Oh, and the only insane. other dialogue in, uh, in this minute, uh, it's Sanjay and uh, Priya talking to each other in their apartment and they're, oh. they're fighting or something. And Sanjay says to her, he's like, I know you're tired. I'm also very tired. Which is <laughs> like, like, like who hasn't had that fight before? I just uh, had, I just, I was like flipping through the script. I'm like, I don't think I say anything. I don't think I had the closed caption turned on for your minute. I definitely haven't turned on for mine. So is that where you got it from? Was in the, the closed captioning. Yeah. The closed captioning. I know you're, I know you're tired. I'm also very <laughs> tired. I mean, that's just, that's brilliant. I mean, uh, <laughs> that is every married couple ever. He does every now and then. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, Nolan. I mean, this is his script. Um, so, but he does touch on really good interpersonal relationship dialogue, whether it's fun banter, like uh, the protagonist and Neil cutting it up or just two couple, a couple of people that have had a long day together and are just like done with each other. <laughs> yeah. So every now and then he kind of, he does pretty good with that. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he absolutely nailed it there. Um, and this brings us almost to the end of my minute, actually. So we cut back to the roof. We have a winch that's like winding up the, uh, the slingshot ready to, mm -hmm. to launch us. And then, uh, the protagonist and Neil start lying down on the ground and assuming the, <laughs> assuming the launch position. I, I do like how this is kind of like done as if it's a silent movie and I'm comparing it to heist films because it's the same mechanism in a heist film. How are we going to, how are we going to overcome the obstacle that is this impenetrable safe or this casino or whatever? 
and then they would spend a, a good portion of the beginning of the third act with some really cheesy music playing and a montage of them like discussing the obstacles they need to overcome and then coming up with clever solutions for each one of them and then holding back on what the final little piece of it is but here it's just like you get the you get the the thought of bungee jumping in your head and then you start seeing them do some crazy mechanics and then you just see the action take place they do a really good job of setting it up right i also like you know, because if they don't show that street level view of like the armed guards walking mm -hmm. around, right, then you're saying like, why didn't they just start from the street level, right? Like, yeah, now you, you can't ask that question because they showed you why, right? Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's a lot of show and don't tell. And also, it's so economical, the fact that like it's one minute, like you just said, from them having a conversation about what, you know, why they need to go do what they need to go do uh, to here's the plan. And then it's just action. <laughs> it moves quick. It moves yeah. really quick, right? Like these guys just met. Now they're uh, having fun together, bungee jumping. <laughs> uh, and then in the next minute, things are going to get wild. Things are going to yeah. get really wild. I can't wait to tell you all about it uh, on next week's episode. Tune in. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's it. That's a that's a really simple minute. And then uh, I think it's up to it's up to the blue team to bring us home. Okay, good. I got some. I, I have a very you get up to wordless. Yeah, I got some wordless stuff, though, mostly. And again, I had to break from format um, and do it more like you've been doing it um, because it doesn't really follow. The action doesn't really follow the script as it's written um, in the stage notes. Um, however, we do start out at uh, four minutes, uh, two hours, four minutes, 21 seconds. We're in Vietnam. We're on the boat. It's a close-up of cat. Um, and, uh, Seder had, he, her and Seder had just finished talking, um, for the first time after she snuck back onto the boat. Um, so in my, like I was just saying every now and then he does get that, um, interpersonal relationship dynamic very well <laughs> and very efficient, like we were just saying. So in my next episode, you'll hear that conversation. This is the end of it. And you see, uh, Seder just caressing the face of Kat tenderly. And just before she touches him, she doesn't wince, but she closes her eyes. <laughs> and just knowing the headspace where she's at and the level of acting that she's committing to. Um, this man left her, murdered, shot her and left her for dead. Uh, she's used her for a ploy in whatever <laughs> happens in the middle of this movie that I still don't understand. It's very in Inception-esque, right? She's acting yeah. within her acting. Oh yeah, she's uh, she's nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> as we've as we've already discussed in my minute, I think she's she's as much a hero in the third act of this movie as Neil or the protagonist. In fact, I think the protagonist is kind of just like scooting by through most of the <laughs> third he's, act. He's just right? along for the ride. Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah he's yeah. Indiana Jonesing it. He's just kind of like, huh, I'd really like this arc, but. All, this, all these other people want it. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, Neil, Neil and Kat take the third act. The protagonist is just there for the ride. Yeah. Okay. All right. So speaking of that, that's the end of that scene. And then we jump to um, uh, Ives, the red team, the protagonist, taking cover behind uh, a concrete bunker 
a concrete barrier, I'll say, that's been uh, exploded and the material is starting to uh, come together in the atmosphere around them. Ives says, take cover. And then they, they take cover uh, underneath the barrier that is up. It, what do you, what's the word for it? Um, unexploding. So they right. got shot at by an inverse round that where everything, the, the barrier wasn't exploded. The, the round, it was an RPG, hit the concrete bunker, exploded, and then went uh, a little bit over their heads. Um, so they're taking cover under where they perceive that the ordinance is going to um, land, uh, which looks pretty cool. He then calls correctly uh, this time for an AT-4, which is an, a, a NATO anti-tank um, rocket-propelled projectile. It's an RPG, but in, for <laughs> for Western countries. For the Not, civilized. Yeah, a, a, a RPG is the term for a Warsaw Pack style of um, rocket-propelled explosive device. And an AT-4 is uh, the westernized version of it which I think they are RPGs better. Um, <laughs> the difference being, let's let's break down ordinance talk here. Um, <laughs> the RPG is single use. You, you drag along this giant um, tube with you. It's actually pretty light, um, but it's just bulky as fuck. And you gotta, it's impossible to walk through a doorway if you're carrying one ever. Uh, it's impossible to sit down. It's impossible to walk through a doorway if it's vertical on your back, and it's possible impossible to sit down if it's uh, horizontal. Or no, I got that reversed. I'm sorry, I'm inverted. If it's if you're carrying it horizontal on your back, you're never getting through a door. If it's vertical, you're never sitting down for the entire mission. The best you can do is take a knee. Uh, <laughs> whatever. That's my <laughs> the RPG. You can carry multiple rounds for, and there's usually a, a three in a backpack that you'd carry the backpack and then it's just like a, a, a gun that you would carry um i don't know there you heard it here first uh, <laughs> heaven's passion for uh projectile explosive weapons yeah and, and you know in movies sometimes they don't do as much damage as i think they really do um they do more damage in real life? I think they do, yeah. Wow, okay. They're, yeah. They won't, like, they're not always going to, they're not really a deadly thing, but they can really uh, uh, mess up a, a vehicle. I, I have say. to imagine it can be pretty deadly. Yeah, it's it's actually more that the fire, ap it's more the aftermath that takes out the vehicle than the initial explosion. Gotcha. It just slowly catches fire. I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be giving people ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how do you make one of these devices? You say I don't know. Is this is this being broadcast in Russia? <laughs> if so, Putin's lying. <laughs> okay, so he calls out for an AT four to hit the window. Now, here's my question of the episode: They shot an inverted round from that window. Are we to assume that the people who shot that inverted round are inverted themselves? I, I assume, I assume for the most part, and maybe this is a bad assumption, but that inverted rounds during this time are coming from inverted people. We do not have, we do not have, can we call them normies? We don't have I mean, normies. You get, uh, yeah, it would be hard because you'd have to 
an inverted person would have to pick up their weapon after leaving the turnstile, or they'd have to like, you know, it we just doesn't. You don't, don't know how normies. We don't have normies using inverted weapons. Yeah. So my my point being is that you can't kill an inverted person if you are properly in the correct vertex. I know you disagree with that on some contexts, but in this context, I would say if you were just shot at by an inverted person and you are in the proper... Uh, are we saying verted? What are we saying? What's the nomenclature? Red Norm team. If you're on the red team and you're moving forward in time properly. Norm normies. Normies. I don't like that word. <laughs> so if you're on the red team and you're moving forward through time properly and you were just shot at by an inverted person, you can't kill that person because you know they were alive a few minutes ago to shoot at you because they are moving the opposite way. So if they were alive to shoot at you, there is no way to kill them now. They will continue to exist because they shot at you in their path and in their future agree to disagree uh, yeah but just pointing out okay i got other fun stuff to talk about but <laughs> I, I think i've beaten that horse to death about inverted people <laughs> this like kind of bugs bunny and uh, gomer, uh, gomer fudd what's his name elmer fudd just yeah. trying to shoot each other but they can never kill each other because it's a cartoon that's kind of how i see uh red team blue team fighting each other spy versus spy they can never actually kill each other because <laughs> then the cartoon's over uh, <laughs> all right after that happens um we then get the red team moving under the cover they just created so maybe that was a red team uh, team up there that just had an inverted uh rpg um and they shot it um because they did take them out in order for them to progress through um through the, the Stalask uh, town setting, which is just exploding and unexploding. So we get a cool reverse explosion. Um, and then a really cool thing I've never noticed before, and I realized it's the protagonist that does it. As the protagonist is running, he goes to step on a piece of rubble. And just as he's putting all his weight on it, it lifts up <laughs> and it throws him backwards. <laughs> And then it keeps going up onto the, the wall and reattaches itself. Uh, and, and then you kind of see, I, I never noticed, uh, I never really paid attention to this before. It's just something that looked cool. Uh, but then in the in the next shot, because you're following him from the back and he just looks like every other um, red team soldier. But then you see him recover and have to get back up and be like, oh, where, where am I? <laughs> what just, what just <laughs> happened? <laughs> That's really Which, funny. I do. I know exactly the moment you're talking about, but I've never actually thought about it like that. And it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's gotta be confused. I think that's the proper use of inverted ammunition would be just to cause chaos with it. Instead of like trying to shoot people, uh, you should just be like, like, just, just shoot at all the other stuff. Just like, just <laughs> confuse the hell out of them. But Blow then, like, up whatever you can. If you're an inverted person, you like you know you can't be killed by a normie. Uh, that would be a good recruiting method for the blue team, right? Well, I, that, that's under your philosophy, which I think is wrong. Now, I don't think it's wrong. I know it's wrong. But anyway. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you have conviction. <laughs> I'm happy you have a sense of purpose in this mission. <laughs> 
But I'm not so sure. I'm still feeling my way through this. But it would be like, hey, you, you can't be killed. You know, the, when you show up, the mission's already over. And you're it's it's a weird recruiting idea. I like it, though. Yeah, I mean, if if, if it is true, then, yeah, that's going to be, hey, you want to shoot at people and not die and have no mm-hmm. chance of dying or little? Uh, yeah, join us, the blue team. <laughs> <laughs> Call now. Join the, join the blue team. Uh, one week in a month two weeks a year (laughs) and it could be the same year over and over again for the rest of your life (laughs) but it's all a lie because that we know that blue team member is now trapped inside of a wall from last week um okay then uh we're kind of getting to the end here um right about the five minute mark or the two hour and five minute mark. We quickly cut to Neil who is uh, just shooting and moving his way through the style scene. He seems to be in the, in the point in the lead. I don't know if Wheeler, if, where Wheeler is in this, um, <laughs> but he seems to be in the front uh, uh, shooting and uh, reloading on the move. Uh, just looking real cool. Um, we then cut back to the protagonist who um, has fully recovered now, is back on his mission. He looks up and sees a helicopter that, let me think about this, from his perspective is has is just leaving. Um, and so thinking about observation principle, he didn't see the helicopter come in. He did see it exit, um, which just kind of uh, puts into his mind that there might be something else going on here. And it isn't until Ives crosses past this minute in the protagonist time that we're talking about right now, um, crosses past this minute and then sees what the helicopter did. So just kind of explaining um, how that works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause Ives sees it happen in reverse. Right. Well, he's well, he's on the blue team, and that causes him to go back um, into the car thing. I have lots of stuff to talk about about the car thing next next minute. A um, lot more, lot more ordnance talk. We're going to talk landmines coming up. Ooh, landmines. Yeah, I never realized those were landmines in the original watching. Yeah, it looked like like a bombardment or something. It looked like mortars is what yeah. I thought they were. Um, but And it's going to be interesting to think, and I'm reading the script, there is some mentions of inverse mines as well as standard mines. Standard. Standard. That's the word we're going to use. Normie mines. <laughs> Normal. <laughs> standard and inverted. I mean, they use a word in the briefing. Uh I'm going to have to rewatch what they say because they mm-hmm. say there is inverted ammunition. And I believe I, I, in my mind, I think they say standard. And if that's what they use in the film, that's what I'm going to try and continue to use um, in the podcast. I like making up our own semantics. <laughs> um, that's fine. Whatever. Verted. I like, I like, inverted. I like the invention. Of, I like the invention of verted. <laughs> I just, Properly verted. I just binged watched severance. So now I have any and Audi stuck in my head. Have you what seen is- that? What is Severance? Oh my God. That's going to be our next podcast. <laughs> you need to watch Severance. That's all oh. I can say. Um, what is it on? Apple TV. Ugh. It's worth it. 
Apple, I hear they're doing good stuff over there. And then you can watch Ted Lasso while you're at it because that's also very good. Mm, I've seen stuff about that too. I also want to watch For All Mankind. That's been on my list for a while. I haven't seen that one. Hmm. Anyway, is that the end of your minute? That's it. Yeah, wow. it's it's because uh, that's where I leave off. He's about to look at his watch um, after seeing the helicopter, and that starts my my next minute. And then we go into the whole thing with the the bottom and the top of the building being blown up and unblown up. This is a short one, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of action, not a lot of dialogue. I think reading and dissecting the <laughs> script is kind of what expands out our our, our talk. But we're hitting we're, we're about it. 25 minutes well my 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 minute sets up next week really really well your minute set up last week really really well (laughs) (laughs) so i wonder if people should be listening to the show in reverse sometimes uh i couldn't tell you anyway we'll have to see we'll have to look at the analytics and see if there's a drop off after you after the red team talks We'll have to. We should switch it up sometime, and uh, and blue team goes first. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> After we cross over, yeah. Oh, maybe are we? Yeah, we are. We going to continue at that point? We don't. We're, know. we're we're taking a break at that point, at the very <laughs> least. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening to the mm-hmm. Ten of Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever service you found us on. You can tweet us at Tenant Men on Twitter or. Post something in the tenant subreddit uh, on Reddit where we uh, we lurk around on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning. Thank you.